Hi, I'm Dave Jackson. Welcome to another JPR Live session where we get to know artists we admire and hear intimate live performances from the JPR Steve Nelson Performance Studio on the campus of Southern Oregon University. With me today is a Grammy-winning singer-songwriter and activist for social and environmental justice and one half of the legendary rock duo Indigo Girls. Amy Ray, welcome to JPR. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It's so good to be here. You're here with the Amy Ray Band, but uh, your resume includes 20 Indigo Girls albums, 10 <laughs> Amy Ray albums, the Indigo Girls documentary, It's Only Life After All, made festival circuits last year, and it's coming out this year in theaters. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm looking spring, for short short run in the theaters and then I think to streaming maybe. Very cool. And uh, that's coming out later this year. And I want to talk to you about that a little later. But most importantly, after an excruciatingly long and hilarious lead up, Indigo Girls performed on Tig Notaro's 2018 and Netflix special, Happy to Be Here. How much fun was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun, but it was awkward, you know? It, well, I think she sets things up to be. <laughs> yeah, because like. You know, we kept saying, should we just go on out there? And she's there. The stage manager's like, hold, hold, hold. And it's she's so good at that awkward she ha- really ha- is. comedy. That was so funny. But we felt so uncomfortable that we kept wanting to get out on stage. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. I, we love her. She's yeah, a, uh, she is. Hero. She's hilarious. Yeah. And then forgive me for my Indigo Girls fanboyism. Um, the Indigo Girls classic "Closer to Fine" was it's been inspirational to me and like so many other people. But it was used uh, remade by Brandy Carlisle and Catherine Carlisle. And introduced to new audiences in Barbie last summer. What did you uh, What do you think when they approached you guys about using? Oh the song? yeah, well at first it was just like uh, Barbie wants to use a song in a, in the trailer to the movie. Yeah. And we were like, I don't know, you know, because we didn't know the director. And then they said it's Greta Gerwig, and we were yeah. like, Oh yeah, totally. Right. We're down with that. <laughs> cool. And then it ended up being in the movie as well, and and we didn't know what scenes it was going to be in or anything until we saw it. Uh-huh. And um, we we're just so pleased, yeah, so yeah. happy, and just giddy really about it it was like manna from heaven you know to like and then brandy and Cass recovered did, did the cover of the song and you know we see some younger audience coming in and it's, uh-huh. it's cool it's it's really cool I, i'm it's really cool that like a new new generation of people are going to get turned on to that song because I, I it's a really cool song yeah emily emily wrote a ringer yeah it saying. really was <laughs> it, really and it was, it was early in your career yeah just knocked it it's out it's carried the us the whole way that song <laughs> <laughs> but again, you're here as the Amy Ray Band, and you're on tour with Dar Williams. Um, who's in your lineup today? Who's who's here in the studio? Oh, I have an awesome band. We've been together uh, over ten years. This band has, and um, we've got Matt Smith from Asheville on dobro. He plays banjo as well and pedal steel when we play live. Adrian Carter from Atlanta is playing fiddle today, but he also plays guitar and banjo. Our drummer from Charlotte, North Carolina, is Jim Brock. Our bass player from Charlotte, North Carolina, is Kerry Brooks. And Dan Walker's playing accordion. He's our keyboard player. When we play live, we're kind of all electric and right. stuff too. And then our guitar player, mandolin, dobro, vocal, they all sing. But this guy from Seattle, Washington is Jeff Fielder. And that's the band. You know, we, we do this kind of broken down acoustic thing. And then when we're on stage with Dar, we do like a, you know, throw down. More of a rock band. Yeah, it's both. I yeah. mean, we, we vacillate, but we do like to get very Pink Floyd sometimes, uh-huh. you know. Cool. <laughs> Sounds like a fun show. Um, well, you're here. Um, why don't you start off with a song? What do you want to play? We're going to do a song called Joy Train, and it's the first cut on our new record. The record's called If It All Goes South, and I should say our producer for all of our stuff, 
Brian Spicer is also here, right? Standing here, he's going to do some vocals, but he's doing oh, sound yeah. for us on this run, which we never have a sound person, uh-huh. so we're Fine. very happy. About and, it. and Brian Spicer, if you don't know, uh, produces for Tedeschi Trucks Band as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah heavy heavy hitters here. In this he's band. a heavy hitter. Yeah, definitely. but before Tedeschi Trucks, he was Indigo Girls. For oh, Girls. is that right? We claim him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Tedeschi Trucks Band stole. They stole him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. But that's all right because now <laughs> we steal their players. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd seen that. Yeah, you worked Derek. with Kofi Burbridge and and um, Gabe Dixon and uh, Gabe, Kofi, yeah, yeah. And, Sue, yep, Derek. It's very cool. Anybody we can get. Yeah, no we kidding. Just grab them. Yeah, <laughs> Bring excellent. Bobby Tees does our engineering. It's cool. a happy family. Yeah, but here we go. All right, Joy Train. Chicken truck, my baby's sleeping in the back, driving out the demons as the feathers blow on past, burning up the sky to crackers in the summertime, dwelling on a cage while life flies by. Roll, Jordan, roll. Memphis jail and the sheriff he tells me with a smile and he says I I made a hundred trips it's quiet you know I'm bored right now well Miss Drew got down oh, as she was dancing with James Brown she said in 63 I was a society queen he said a thing is fine two crackers giving me the lowdown but if it's trouble they won't well it's trouble they will find Roll, Jordan, roll, roll, Jordan, roll. Papa's got a brand new bag. Max and Jackson on the winds in St. Charles. Where Martin Luther haunts me, I swear he follows me around and he sings. Never is the sting to be
train. Y'all made me some room. That's Amy Rayband. They're my guests today in a JPR live session. That was Joy Train. It comes from the latest album, came out in 2022, If It All Goes South. And uh, you did a lot of the writing for that during the pandemic. Is that... I did. Yeah. I and did. In, in spite of that, and as we just heard, there's some positive vibe on that record. Um, it occurred to me that we, we ask a lot of poets and entertainers when times are tough. We kind of put a lot of burden on, on you. Uh, how does that, did you feel any special pressure during that time to like, because you're kind of a beacon for a lot of people. Did you feel like you needed to step up or was? I mean, I don't really think of it that way, you know, because yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the thing during the pandemic, I had it, I had it, I had a lot of blessings during that time. You know, I live in the woods, mm-hmm. so and had a couple other families that just hung out with us, and their kids hung with our kid, and you know, I mean, I I my way of stepping up was more like just you know working at the food pantry and things like that. I you know, but I wrote a lot for, just because I had the time, and we as a band we did a few singles during that time to keep the thread going and keep our friendship alive and just reach beyond the isolation, if you will. And so, I i mean, my biggest thing was I was very inspired by all the activism during that time. It was remarkable, you know, and right. coming from the South and it was kind of became a very big political sort of epicenter and activist epicenter. I was very like, you know, thankful to be there mm-hmm. <laughs> in some ways, you know, and, and um, yeah, so I, I, I don't feel, no, I, I don't, cause I don't carry that mantle really, you know, I, uh-huh. I carry the, uh, just music for the people, community spirit mantle. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, but that is providing so much for the rest of us. Yeah, so, but we're yeah. all helping each other. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not just saying that. Like, it's all, you know, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all have to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tell us about the personnel on uh, If It All Goes South. In addition to, to Brian, um, you've had a lot of other folks on that band, on that album. That yeah, I, well, but... this band, we had the, the singles that we had done g- digitally, and then I had seven other songs, and we just recorded those straight to tape live and with like the full-on you know we had a string section at one point we had like a gospel band in there we had natalie hemby come by and do some vocals sarah jerose played mandolin and allison brown played banjo and we actually did a song live with them and um we had three backup singers uh do a cook of some really cool arrangements we had um gabe dixon from tedeschi trucks band play keys on stuff and do a, a a string arrangement phil cook came in and did um, a couple songs with us, and and then later on, Brandy Carlisle recorded some vocals for us, and Allison Russell recorded some vocals for us as well. And then the uh, trio I'm with her, Sarah Watkins, Sarah DeRose, and Efo Donovan did did redid a remake of Chuck Will's Widow from a single we had put out mm-hmm. that went on this record. So it was yeah, it was like the, yeah, that's... Allison's Allison Brown's always in our band when we record. She's always uh-huh. played with us yeah. as a as a member, but she just can't tour. Uh-huh. We can't we, we can't um it's it's, we try to just get her to every show we can, right. basically, yeah. but we can't ask her to do the whole tour, really. Yeah, it's a, um, it, it's, it's a who's who of our folk section in our music library. <laughs> it's cool. on your record, so it's, it's really cool to have you guys in here. Um, I've heard you talk recently about growing up LGBTQ in the South and uh, being a Methodist, and you continue to kind of represent uh, it, all of that 
that might seem kind of conflicting and and you've sorted it out a bit how did you how did you make peace with all of that i made peace with conflict (laughs) basically is what i did right i sort of have like an internal translator that you know when i go to church i just it comes in my my mind and then it it gets sorted out and then i make the best of it in a way you know Uh um i mean definitely i grew up in the church and big time you know I definitely have wrestled with a lot of demons from that, but I've also got a lot of great things from that too. Cause I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a gospel freak basically, <laughs> you know, and I really, I think you all, everybody has their sort of constructs that they have for their life. You know, Joseph Campbell and the power of myth and all that. And mine is, you know, is Jesus and Christianity. And, and even though I'm kind of pagan too, I'm sort of, it, I just spent so much time in the church that it's kind of became my framework. Uh-huh. And I just kind of tried to keep the good things and I'm still wrestling with the bad stuff, you yeah. know, which is just like the shame and the mm. homophobia and, right. you know, and I was like pro-life for a while and very like devoted to that, uh-huh. like for, for a couple years, <laughs> you know, like just, I was all over the map. Let's uh-huh. just say that I had a Reagan bumper sticker on my, on my dad's Camaro that I, I just adored, but you yeah. know, we go through things and I think it gave me empathy and compassion for all the different sides and respect. And I appreciate it all, you know, cause I can really, I really like the idea of listening to how people feel that are different from me. I don't feel comfortable in a bubble at all. So it works for me. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, do you guys want to play another song? Yeah. What do you want to play? Yeah. Speaking of growing up, I wrote this, um, it refers a lot to my, my demons, um, mm-hmm around gender and just homophobia and, and, but it also is talking about, you know, the power of teachers in your life and the power of guns in our life in America. But, um, but I originally started it after I went to a funeral at a, um, charismatic, uh, kind of fundamentalist Christian church for a friend of mine's mom. And the preacher was just, uh, amazing. And he, <laughs> and he was trying to save everybody, you know, cause they always do a, a double thing where they do the funeral, but they also are saving people mm-hmm. at the same time. And he just kept saying, you can't, Jesus will give you all these things when you die, if you believe and you're saved and you just can't beat that deal. And he kept saying it over and over. And I was like, that's a, that is a song. I was like sitting in the pew, like right and making my notes kind of irreverent, but cool. I did it anyway. Anyway, that's what this, that's what this song is. This all is right. a mighty thing, right? A mighty thing. All right.
myself I could have shot I cannot win Amy Ray Band in a JPR live session. That was a mighty thing. It comes from the album If It All Goes South. It came out in 2022. You can find more about Amy Ray, including her tour schedule and music for purchase at amyray.com. And the Indigo Girls documentary It's Only Life After All will get a theatrical release later this year, and then you'll be able to catch it streaming. And I did want to talk about that documentary because it sounds pretty interesting. It's directed by Alexandria Bomback and from what I'm gathering, you and Emily gave her just a lot of space to put stuff together and just let her fly with it. Is that kind of how it worked? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend of ours, for since we were in our 20s, Kathleen Haran, she's a producer and a director. She did the Tanya Tucker documentary, and we've been hanging out with her forever, and she introduced us to Alexandria and said, you know, this is you know, a director that I really love, and blah, blah, blah. And then Alexandria said she went back and Googled whether anybody had done a doc on us because she'd been a fan since she was very young. Mm. And she's done some really powerful work. I mean, her the movie that I watched first was a movie called On Her Shoulders, a documentary mm. about a Yazidi woman who had been a sex slave um, in an ISIS camp and escaped and everything. And it was a documentary about her. And Alexandria's done some heavy stuff, you know. And so she came back to us and said, you know, I want to do a doc on y'all. And I was like, well, as long as it's not really about us, <laughs> great. <laughs> because we were kind of like, we want it to be about just the community at large and kind of the whole, the thing that has been our life, you know, mm -hmm. which has involved so many people and so many mentors and activists and musicians and collaborators. So she was, that was really her vision anyway, is to mm -hmm. talk about um, the fan community and kind of listeners and, and collaborators and just the trajectory of like the evolution of queer and and gender identity and and addiction and all that in our lives and um she yeah she's very disarming yeah <laughs> so we opened up our lives to her and i had a ton of archives because i and and our office our manager who's been with us since we were 23 had a ton of stuff too and they just diligently kind of took all of our stuff and and logged it in and digitized it and she had I mean, she had, you know, she could make probably 10 movies out of what we had. Mm -hmm. So she had to, she she, she spent a few years wow. in, in the basement of her uh, Santa Fe place 
during the pandemic, I guess, editing yeah. and created this really beautiful arc, you know, of a story. And we're moved by it and honored to be in it. I mean, it's not, you know, it's her work. It's, right. it's, it's her work. Right? How, how is it that, like viewing that and, and having it all kind of reflected back at you? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's awkward. And, and sometimes it's cringing, you know, cause you're like, oh my God, I was such a little jerk. <laughs> Or, or I was so sad during that time. Or, wow, there's my dad. He's passed away since and all these things. So, um, and this way she wrapped things up was quite um, compelling. And, and we hadn't even seen the threads that she saw. Hmm. So that was interesting. But we each watched it by ourselves in a hotel room you know, <laughs> to give feedback. And, you know, that was a pretty interesting experience, you know. But, but um, it's joyful to watch now. You know, we watch it sometimes at a film festival. We'll see some of it. And um, just to kind of, be, and then do a Q and A or whatever, and it, uh -huh. it's joyful because people laugh together uh -huh. and cry and make remarks during the movie, and it becomes a whole thing, you know. How oh, cool! Um, and in addition to music, you're pretty well known, and you've sort of brought it up a couple times as an activist for social and environmental issues, uh, social justice and environmental issues. Well, you guys started out um, as kind of environmental activists early on, and then you ran into Winona LaDuke. How did that all, uh, that, that came out early as well in your guys' yes, career? We're in so. Betty LaDuke's territory right now. Right, yeah. yeah. My mom, so <laughs> right. I always think of Betty LaDuke when I'm right here mm -hmm. in uh, Ashland. But um, we we saw Winona speak at an Earth Day show um, in the early 90s, and we had been doing a lot of very kind of more mainstream white, the movement back then was pretty white. It was pretty segregated, I'll just say. Mm -hmm. And Greenpeace and Sierra Club and those major organizations didn't have as many people of color on the board. It's so different now. And I think the reason it's different is people like Winona, you know, that have pushed that. But um, we heard Winona speaking and we were just like, you know, the light bulb went off and we were like, we got to meet her and like plot together and do something. And so at that time, it was, I think that was 91 when we first heard her and then we, we started a group called Honor the Earth with her and the Indigenous Women's Network and the Indigenous Environmental Fund. And um, we started this group and it's been around, it's still around. And um, basically we raised, the, the first mission was to raise grant money for existing native organizations and just give them money and amplify their voices. And then we started traveling a lot to Indian country and doing cultural exchange and bringing attention by doing press conferences to the issues in the areas. We did a lot of stuff on, you know, energy, bad energy versus good energy. And, um, you know, as far as fossil fuels versus renewables and cleanup of like, you know, uh, pollution from everything from paper mills to nuclear waste mining to, you know, working on dam projects. It just, you know, it ran the gamut in Indian country. We really focused on North America. We did some work with the Zapatistas. We did a little. We've done a little bit of work with, in with Canadian groups. Um, and so it was, you know, very sharp learning curve for me and Emily in the beginning. But it taught us everything we know yeah. about activism and and every every about any kind of activism, you know, and how to organize. Mm -hmm. Those the folks that were doing the organizing really know what they're doing, and those native leaders are. They're, they're kind of our future, I think, you know, yeah. and especially the women leaders. They're they're just really, you know, women of color, women of color leaders in general, uh, like Stacey Abrams and the, the great people we have, you know, in our country. They're, it's th those are the people to me for the future. So, well, I, I was actually going to ask how how's the the how have things adapted and sort of changed for like the 2020s now that it's a, 
you've been doing this for quite a while. That's it. I mean, it's still this, you know, unfortunately, we're doing a lot of the same work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's bad energy projects and pipelines and, you know, working on. But there's a lot of positive things because there's so much great uh, in native country. There's just amazing um, entrepreneurship and and agriculture work and youth organizing. I mean, the youth led movements right now generally across the board are incredible mm -hmm. in, in non-Indian country and everywhere. So very inspiring to see that. So for me, I'm just kind of listening and trying to do according to, because there's a lot of great people that I'm still getting mentored by that are right. 40 years younger than me. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. I heard you, I heard you talk about recently about uh, you know, the intergenerational learning. It's like you can learn from the people older than you and you can learn from the people who are coming up behind you too. So that's, that's what we learned in native country, really, yeah. in Indian country is that because we traveled with you know, elders, and we traveled with kids on the tour bus, and then Jackson Brown and Bonnie were there too. <laughs> and we, you know, and then we would just, you know, that would you don't separate and segregate. You know, you really you're all together all the time, and so you ha it, it is totally intergenerational, yeah. and it's beautiful, and it's really something that is was alien to me as a very suburban white person. You know, where you kind of seclude the old folks away, and the kids have their kid table at Thanksgiving and you know, all that stuff right. and, and you don't mix and it's so different in Indian country. Right. And, and I imagine it's different for, you know, Hispanic populations as well. And, and Latina Latinx. Movement yeah. There's a stuff. different, different idea about yeah. family and different yeah. cultures. And I remember John Trudell once called it your DNA, your descendants and your ancestors. And so, <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, you'd live. Yeah. Rest in peace. He yeah. was, he was one of our early, very important mentors in many ways, and a trickster for us. Yeah. He used to play little pranks on us. He thought it was very funny. Sounds about right. <laughs> to make the white yeah. girl squirm. <laughs> I loved him so much. He was one of our best um, teachers, actually. John Trudell was, yeah. yeah. Well, can you play us another tune? What do you want to wrap up with? Yeah, it's not about anything about that, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's not a dog. <laughs> yeah, dogs are great, too. <laughs> I'll show you a picture a, of mine when yeah, we're done. This, is, this was this was a song that we recorded during the um, during the pandemic, and it just you know Brian's going to sing with us. You going to sing? Yeah. Okay. I, we're going to try to get this right. It's kind of a uh, challenging. All right, ready? I got a dog like muscadines Eat him from the road, eat him from the vine He ain't picky, rain or shine Yeah, he walk with me any old time Grateful 
when it's not being satisfied. Take these two halves, make them rhyme. Leave this world better than the way I found it. Yeah, I got a dog like Muscadine. He used to bark at the owls at night. Now his world is dark and quiet. But he walks with me. That is Muscadine, the Amy Ray Band. It's my guest in a JPR live session today. And uh, what a great song! It's very pretty. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us here. It's yeah, you're so welcome. awesome yeah. here. So, um, so what, um, what's on your horizon? What's going on in 2024? Well, Indigos have a tour with Amos Lee on the oh. West Coast, which we're very excited about because mm-hmm. we love that man. man he just he just did a Lucinda Williams cover album. I That's know, really good stuff. It's great. Yeah, he 
We love him. We met him a long time ago, and this is just so exciting to get to do this. And then we're op- we're doing the you know opening for him, kind of co-bill. We're opening Melissa Etheridge dates on the East Coast, which is like we haven't sung with her since we were twenty three. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then um, we actually have a movie called Glitter and Doom coming out to I think in the later spring, maybe. Or April, March. It's like a jukebox musical that uses our music oh. to tell the story of these two queer men who fall in love. They're very opposite. One's glitter and one's doom. And it's very Cirque du Soleil, Moulin Rouge, hmm. magical realism. Cool. <laughs> like I went down to Mexico to film like a couple of scenes or something and um, and see what was going on. And it's just beautiful, the set. And it's just like full of like queer people and colorful and like dreamy and um, it's very deep but super positive but they took our music and like mashed it up so like different songs mm. together like some obscure song by Emily goes into some song by me and like and but they sing it all uh. and then a music producer produced all the tracks who is Michelle Samuel Samuel and she's amazing so that's coming out too along with the documentary and then we have the tour and Emily's working on a couple of musicals um we're record the Amy Rayban is recording a live record on this tour um, just taking gear with us everywhere we go and doing that. So that'll come out, I don't know when, whenever we finish, I guess. <laughs> but You are busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot. It is a lot, but I- I'm going to try to take more time at home too because I have a wonderful 10-year-old and partner and my mom is, you know, needing us more. So it's it's that time of life, you know, yeah. kind of like take care of your friends and family and stuff. Well, it's certainly a pleasure uh, meeting and hearing live uh, someone I've been listening to for now most of my life. So wow, you're a, so sweet. It's well, a, this is a very cool station, and you oh, know, high in our high in in the musicians sort of like life of like what what stations are cool and stuff. So, no, it's well, cool to, thank you so much for yeah. that, and, and thanks for joining us. Um, you can get more information about Amy Ray at amyray.com. JPR Live Sessions are produced by John Griffin of Luna Zen Studios, and you can find our podcasts on our website, ijpr.org, also Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For JPR, I'm Dave Jackson. Thanks for listening.